0: Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to one hundred dollars when you sign up.
1: It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders Post Game Edition.
2: It's kind of crazy, you know, coming in not knowing if I was going to play. Um, you know, um, looking at guys and they are telling them, you know, that they're going to get everything they got out of me. Um, you know, they wanted, they didn't want me to finish the game. Uh, but, you know, I kind of convinced them that, you know, I, I could go. and um, and you know, it was the biggest play of the game happened after, after that.
3: How bad
2: was the calf really throughout the week? Uh, it, and was, the it was it was, it was, was worse throughout the week. It wasn't too bad today until uh, I caught that ball on the sideline. It kind of got stuck underneath me, and then it started, like, getting stiff after that. But um, I think it'll be good about the time next
4: week come around.
2: Uh, well,
4: on that last play, I mean, what did you see? I mean, it seemed like you had a pretty clear path right at the yeah, middle. man,
2: I, I noticed that half of the defense was looking at Matt because he didn't know what he was doing on, on the play, lining up. Uh, and I was just telling him, he was like, what's the faucet, bro? Just line up. And then, you know, when I hit the gap, I seen y'all. I seen y'all get a big block. You know what I'm saying? I seen blo- y'all get a big block, and I just seen a big hole, and I just try to run as fast as I can.
3: When did you know you were going to play? Since
5: One since leg.
2: Come day, no? uh, when did we go out there? Probably like an hour before the game before the game I went out there and ran. I didn't feel I didn't feel nothing. I felt good. Um even like I said most of the game into like the fourth quarter I felt good. So it's just a little injury, it ain't, it ain't nothing crazy, uh, nothing that I think that's going to set me back, but something that I definitely got to uh, take care of. I came out of a, one series and
1: went to the sideline and yeah. you were trying to sprint and get it going. Like, what was going through your mind at that point?
2: Yeah, it got stuck onto me twice, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of weird when you play on turf because it don't really give, you know, if your cleats get stuck and you're you playing into the ground, it just kind of is what it is, and uh, that happened to me for like two plays in in less than like, you know, it happened two times in like four plays, you know what I'm saying? So. I was just trying to like tell myself, talk to myself, and uh, you know, uh, uh, will my will my mind to go out there and push through it. Since you had on the ground, you also you know, cost I think six passes, about 80 yards. I yeah. mean, how much have you grown in that area again? Yeah, I mean, like I said last week, I was like, you know, I, I caught a lot of passes coming out of you know college, and uh, so just to be able to put it on tape again. It's always huge. Uh, I think I made a crazy catch on their sideline. I kind of looked at their coaches for a little bit. Uh, But yeah, it's definitely good to put it on tape.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Vegas Nation post-game edition podcast right off the top there. That was Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders, who had a not just huge game in terms of numbers, but also broke some records, really came through for this team in order to beat the Seattle Seahawks at Lumen Field, which isn't an easy thing to do walking in with the 12th man. So, everybody, we're going to get right into this here. It's Heidi Fang and Ed Graney. We are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. Also, we're presented to you on Blue Wire Podcast by Liquid Death. All right, Ed. Josh Jacobs, I mean, at first, questionable to even go. He had been struggling all week with the calf issue. Didn't seem to be bothering him at all.
3: (laughs) No, it didn't. Um, He ran two hours before the game, said he was was fit uh, he was listed as questionable but he was ready to go and boy did he go said franchise records Heidi for rushing yards in a game at 229 all-purpose yards for 303 uh, and he was amazing. And, of course, we know 86 yards there to end it uh, uh, with the game winner, uh, the walk-off 86-yarder. So um, unbelievable game by Josh Jacobs. He's on pace to become the second uh, all-time leading rusher in a season for the Raiders just behind Marcus Allen in uh, 1985. So, yeah, he, he had an amazing game. And he's, he's had an amazing season, you know. This is a guy whose fifth-year option was not picked up in April by the team. And uh, you and I have talked about this before. You can go one of two ways there. You can sulk about it and have a bad season and walk Worry about fifth year options and money and who's going to pay you, or you can do what Josh Jacobs has done and just go to work. And he's just gone to work, and he's had an amazing season so far because of it.
1: Yeah, he certainly has. It makes me wonder like, what could come for him in the coming year. Of course, there will probably be offers from all over the place, and I'm sure the Raiders will want to retain him as well. That, of course, is some talk for down the road, Ed. But when you think about just how valuable an asset he is and being able to get home with a plus-80-yard touchdown, I mean, just <laughs> what a moral victory for him and this locker room that needed it. This is their back-to-back on the road overtime win what do you think this is really kind of done uh, what's what's clicking right now for this team
3: well it's breathed life into them right i mean they were dead and buried uh and they're still only four and seven it's a long way back but you're right two overtime victories can do a lot for a teams morale it can do a lot for its character its resiliency um i think all of those have improved in the last few weeks jacobs is going to be interesting uh you know the league well he's a running back. Running backs, people think they're going to get paid all the time. A lot of people regret paying running backs their second contract because these guys hit walls quickly. I don't know what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs in terms of the Raiders. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of the offers he might receive, but you have to remember the position he plays in the league, and as well as he's playing this year, uh, there's nervousness upon the uh, point of teams, and that's why I don't think they picked up his option to pay running backs millions and millions of dollars. Now, hopefully for Josh that changes, and there are those kind of offers out there, but we'll have to see at the end of the year. There's still a lot of games left this year, Uh, But if he continues to play this well, I think a lot of people are going to have a decision to make on, you know, whether to pay him or not. And if he looks like this, I'm sure there will be people willing to do that.
1: Although this sounds like a really victorious, hey, they won in overtime and the morale is great. This wasn't a pretty game. Derek Carr had three interceptions. There were turnovers. There were things that happened that could have been cleaned up. Foster Moreau dropped what at the time could have been a very key pass, although he did score a touchdown. Closer to the uh, two minute warning, if I remember correctly, to be able to tie the game for the Raiders, 34 all at that time. So, overall, I know I put a lot into that statement there. Overall, though, what would you grade this team's performance just uh, despite what happened with the the final score being a victory?
3: I mean, I gave out grades in the paper, I gave out some B's and C's. Uh, You know, what we don't talk about is Keenan Cole uh, almost gave the game away Uh, on muffing the punt uh, inside the 10 with, uh, you know, uh, 40, 48, 40 seconds left. I mean, he almost handed him the game. Daniel Carlson, we expect him to make every kick now misses from 56, now that's a long kick but we expect Daniel Carlson to make every kick so they weren't perfect in any sense, two picks from Carr uh, in the first half um, first throw of the game that he made was a pick and then two plays later Seattle scores. Uh, defensively Geno Smith threw over for over 300 yards Seattle scored a lot of points but the defense got the stop when they needed an overtime to get the ball back to the offense for Josh Jacobs to break off his run so passing grades because they won, it wasn't you know the prettiest game in the world, I thought Josh McDaniels Made some mistakes on some calls, um, tried tying it at 27 with a field goal instead of going for it on fourth and one. I would have gone for it there, um, yep. fourth and inches from midfield. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember, Heidi, how much time was left in the game, but it was I the fourth took quarter. A photo at that point, yeah.
1: and I would um, have to actually reference the it was photo fourth and inches, and their
3: running game was going really well. And yeah. he goes wide with Jacobs instead of just having a sneaker or up the middle, mm-hmm. which they would have gotten the spot on. So uh, I thought there were some let's say strange calls from Josh McDaniels but you know look in the end they get the win and when you're three and seven coming in no matter how you get it you know I'm sure they it's a happy plane ride home we heard in the locker room after them them going crazy very happy with themselves as they should be it's hard to win in the league and it's really hard to win on the road so to go back-to-back overtime wins on the road like you said in the beginning is pretty impressive
1: all right let's go now to Foster Moreau who had some kind words for his teammate and also about the team's performance Back to back wins now and overtime. Like, what has that done for the team morale? What's starting to click?
4: You know, guys are coming together. Guys are coming together, and it's and it's still hard. Um, and we try to follow you a follow a formula, right? Of no turnovers, no penalties, no negative plays, right? Stay on track, get us to third manageable, and. A lot of that's been difficult for the past couple of weeks, but just overcoming adversity has been um, a big point of something that we've had to do, right? Six games before last Sunday, right? We, I mean, we couldn't get it done and we had a chance on the last drive and it's uh, it's hard and winning in this league is hard, right? But that doesn't mean you could just crawl into a corner and quit when you lose, right? You have to come back to work and everyone's got jobs to do. You guys have jobs to do. We have jobs to do. And if we're not doing our jobs, we obviously got to come in and work harder and get better. Um, so, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're just we're just enjoying it, right? We're enjoying it and we're enjoying each other, and we're we're coming in and we have great energy, and you know the captains lead that, and it's uh it's fun. You know, we come to the we come to the building. Guys are getting in even earlier, staying even later. Um, It's it's a good place to be.
3: Josh's calf looked okay today.
4: What'd you say? Josh's calf looked okay today. Josh's calf sure (laughs) did look okay today. Yeah, yeah, three three hundred all-purpose is um, that's pretty special, and he's a and he's a special player and. You know, he he could just get into the zone and um, just he, he, he takes the bird more than anyone. He takes the bird more than anyone. And um, for years he's been, you know, running 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 really hard for us, right? And it's been a it's been hard to help him. And you know, it's just you know, when, when he does something like that, it's just, it's special. And he's, a, and he's a special runner, and we just gotta keep our foot on the gas for him. You know, there's, there's only one guy who can carry the ball on every play, right? And So all 10 of us gotta do a great job of making sure that we keep guys off of him. Because when we do, I mean, he's, he's special.
1: Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.
0: You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three other flavors. Why is this water called liquid death? Well basically it'll brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and can actually be profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw the Las Vegas Review Journal was carrying Liquid Death in the vending machine. So I sat drinking one at work while eating my tacos just to fake my co-workers out and make them think I was having an icy cold tall boy with lunch. Go get Liquid Death at your local Smith's, Walmart, Sprouts, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com. Slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com/slash Vegas Nation.
5: I think our team is obviously learning how to be resilient, and uh, you know, give Seattle a lot of credit. Uh, they, this is a good football team. They're well coached, like we thought they would would be. Um, Pete does a great job, and they gave us some fits on some things and made some adjustments and we had to make some adjustments and uh it was a very interesting game in that regard um but um i thought our guys were tough uh we we kind of had some highs and lows um you know and lost a lead there and then came back and then lost it again and came back and you know and i know we we missed some opportunities to maybe get the get the lead stretched a little bit um but we wanted to be aggressive today and, and try to and give our guys an opportunity to do that, and I thought they came out with the right mentality. Um, and you know, and lo and behold, we just keep playing and string together two in a row. So it um, feels good to win. And like I said, uh, credit credit our guys. They kept fighting. Yeah, he's uh, he's. like Yeah, I don't know. I'm running out of superlatives. Um, you know, he you know, over 300 total yards in the game. And, you know, he wasn't, you know, didn't feel perfect, you know. But, um, you know, he just, I think toughness, um, he's a football player. I mean, that's probably the greatest compliment I could give him. And, um, you know, he comes up big with, you know, big, he had a couple of big first downs on third and short that, like, I'm not sure everybody in the league gets those, you know, but he did. And, you know, of course, you know, makes the big play at the end. But I thought he was tremendous throughout, uh, gave us a lot of hard yards in a running game, caught the ball well out of the backfield, makes some big plays with his hands. And um, But that's JJ. That's what he is. I think you not to this extent um you know you don't ever you don't ever um get to know somebody this well you know unless you're with them you know and coaching them and um i just have an incredible admiration uh for it's not just what he does on the field it's how he practices what he does in preparation how attentive he is in the meetings what he's like in the walkthroughs um, how much he wants to win You know, I mean, he just, he wants to win. And, um, you know, that's the greatest compliment you could give somebody.
1: Does everything he can to help us. All right, welcome back to the Post Game Edition podcast. It's Heidi Fang and Ed Graney here for Vegas Nation. And we are going to talk a little bit more about some of these decisions made by Coach McDaniels, who you just heard there on the rejoin. Now... Coach McDaniel said we were talking about a lot of these close games. They had lost six of them, and now two they've won. And it's all these one possession games that could go either way. Literally, um, lots of things that have happened. You even mentioned the Keelan Cole muff that could have really given away the game. But when you start thinking about these close calls, fourth and one where they should have ran when they've been running all over the team, the Seahawks. Uh, fourth and inches, another one where there, I think it was a pitch. To Josh they pitched, they, they right. w- took him
3: out wide left.
1: Right. So do you think in some sense that Josh McDaniels is kind of starting to overthink things because of all of those close yeah. games?
3: I think when you lose six one-score one games, you do overthink the room. You start getting – and then you start, you know, uh, questioning yourself. And that's hard for a play caller to do. You usually want to go with your gut instinct, but I think sometimes he's – like you just said, overthought the room because they've lost so many close games. Maybe now that changes because they've won two straight close games. Mm-hmm. Maybe now he doesn't do as much. Like I said, I look. They won the game. I thought there were a couple strange calls today. I would have down on fourth and one instead of trying to tie it at twenty-seven, I would have gone for it. Um, I would have snuck the ball on fourth and inches and knock gone you know, not on outside. Um, yep. You know, there was. I'm trying to think of another one. There was another third. Oh no! Oh, at the end of the half, I believe it was into the half. Um, where there're 14 seconds left, down down deep in Seattle territory, I would have taken one more shot at the end zone, instead of kick the field goal with 14 seconds left. I didn't get that either, um, you know, and throw it into the end zone. You either and in that instance, if you're Derek Carr, you either have a wide open player, or you throw it away, but you take a shot, take a shot at the end zone. So there were three or four things there with Josh McDaniels, like, eh, but it's easy for us to sit up in a press box and question the guy. I mean, you know, we're not down on the field trying to make these split second decisions, but when it played out, they won the game, and you know. I'll tell you what, he certainly called a great play for Josh Jacobs there in the end. A little off-tackle run going for 86 yards. I don't know if he's going to take completely credit for the run, but um, it worked out for them.
1: Certainly did. A couple other things that I wanted to mention because I think they flew under the radar. Amir Abdullah also having a solid game in the numbers, uh, also scoring a touchdown, which <laughs> could have kind of... A little wheel route there. Yeah, he did the wheel route, and then uh, he had a little wheel kick at the end. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> um, unsportsmanlike Uh, but what did you think of uh, just his performance overall and how he contributed to this team
3: yeah well the wheel route was a great play uh, and what people aren't talking about is the time Derek Carr had on that play if he doesn't get the play then if he doesn't get the time, excuse me, from the offensive line, then the wheel route doesn't work. Um, I'm looking at some stats here. Abdullah, you know, he had 16 yards uh, rushing because Josh had all the carries at 33. Seven for the long, three catches, 39 plus the touchdown. You know, he contributed. A lot of guys contributed today. Um, What we didn't mention about Josh Jacobs, he had six catches for 74 yards. Uh, I mean, he just had a hell of a day, Josh Jacobs. Uh, And, you know, I thought Derek came back from the two interceptions well um, through the three touchdowns uh so he had a good game uh threw for 295 uh yeah i mean i think you know the it was it was a fun game to watch i don't know how good a game it was i don't know how well played it was but you know when you get 40 34 in overtime it's probably a fun game to watch
1: chandler jones showing up on the chandler jones recovering (laughs) a fumble denzel perryman had
3: a pick um yeah chandler jones is his name was announced, and I had to look up and, and believe it if I saw it. <laughs> was it 55? Was uh, it? Yeah, was that him? Yeah, he did. He had a fumble recovery.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Chandler Jones comes up on the on the you know stat sheet as well. You mentioned Denzel Perryman. And then they almost had another pick from Deron Harmon that yeah. was overturned. But uh, what have you thought about the defensive effort from this team, even though they're kind of you know, not really keeping anybody fully in check when you're allowing 34 points, but no. in, in terms of the opportunity opportunities that they're creating for this team
3: well they were okay today they gave up 34 they weren't great uh, max crosby had six quarterback hits and one and a half sacks so he's still playing extremely high level um, i think it's going to help when nate hobbs comes back i think he's going to like calm some things down and really add another good defense player it, you know they're they're not a great defense but you know they made it the, like i said if there's one thing you say about the defense is they needed to get one stop that one stop came in overtime and they needed to get the ball back to the uh, the offense to show, go ahead and try to win it. So you know what? For the defense, all you need is that one stop, and they got it.
1: All right, and lastly, I wanted to bring up uh, just what you were talking about there with some of the... Um, the sacks and things. I believe Andrew Billings also Andrew Billings yeah. had one. Andrew Billings had, yeah. And then he right. exited the game. Yeah, what got kind hurt. Of got ef- hurt on his sack? <laughs> what kind of effect do you think that's going to have going forward on the defensive line? Though that now they have Jerry Tillery, but he's kind of more in on yeah. passing on passing uh, situations. But wh- what do you think the you know the assessment could be here with uh, Andrew Billings after he got carted off the game?
3: Well, was a knee, so that's never good for a man his size. Um, was he carted? Yep. Okay, that's not good. Uh, usually, especially if it's a knee. So they're gonna have to. It's next man up mentality. It's next man up mentality every position. So they're gonna have to have someone come in and maybe Tillery plays more uh, against the run and he does, you know, the, as he does with the pass. But you know, it's a, it's a loss. It was a half a sack for Billings. I think uh, he and Max shared that sack. Um, but yeah, anytime you lose someone interior in the defensive line, it doesn't help, especially a team that's really not a great defensive team. So we'll have to see who steps in for him. But I thought. Uh, Again, you know, they, they, they. Six hits for Max Crosby. I mean, they almost got to Geno a lot. And because of Geno's athleticism, he was able to escape a lot of that stuff. If it's a more, if it's a less mobile quarterback and they get kind of pressure, Max Crosby's probably got four sacks today.
1: Which is unfortunate that now they're finding those and getting home when they had faced Andy Dalton before right. and weren't able to create right, much exactly. pressure. So uh, lastly, uh, just what is your column on that people can look to here in VegasNation.com and in print?
3: Uh, wrote about the guy that uh, I probably needed to write about, which was Josh Jacobs. Um, had an incredible game. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought for a guy who didn't have his fifth-year option up, like I said, I'll say it again, he has responded in the best way possible. Um, guys, when they don't have their fifth-year options not picked up, really can get down on themselves, and he's taken taken the opposite, opposite approach to that. So uh, good for him, and as they go forward, he's really uh, he's putting his name in the record books.
1: And just what a testament to the will he has, because there was a point there at the end of the game um, in the regulation time where he had exited the game. He was on the sideline and he was getting hugged by Kenny Palomalu who was kind of just saying, like, it's all right, man. you know. And he was really down on himself. And then all of a sudden, like, I just wanted to bring this story up because I saw on the sideline, after he went to Kenny Palomalu, let go of the hug, he shook kind of off. You saw him shake off what had happened there in the moment. And then the kid's starting to run sprints ed stretching his leg, trying to run sprints on the sideline to get back in the game. I mean, again, testament to his character and his will yeah, uh, his the toughness. fortitude. And the, yeah, and, and the, the toughness for sure. But that'll do it here for us today on this Vegas Nation podcast. Make sure to check out all of our shows three times a week. You have is featured in Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Adam Hill. I have takeaways on Wednesdays, where I usually interview some of the guys around the league and in the team. And then you have Vinnie Bonsignor and Sam Gordon uh, to start the week off with first and ten. Thank 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 you everybody so much for listening, we'll be back next week.